The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the X-Zone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. This coming February 2012, I'll be the Master of Ceremonies for the Body, Soul, Spirit Expo in Toronto, Ontario. It's going to be held at the International Center, 6900 Airport Road in Mississauga, which is right across the road from Pearson International Airport. If you'd like more information as an exhibitor or more information as a visitor, visit www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. Tom T. Moore is my guest this hour. He's the author of The Gentle Way and an entertainment industry CEO who distributes motion pictures and TV programs internationally. Now, he brings a knowledge of how requesting benevolent outcomes can be used both in business affairs and one's personal life. He also communicates with his own guardian angel and other benevolent beings in his active meditations and has asked thousands of questions about the universe and our world, all published each week in his newsletter. A native of Dallas, Texas, he is a graduate of the Texas Christian University in Fort Worth, Texas, and has served in the U.S. Army as a first lieutenant. He's married, has two children. His books, The Gentle Way, A Self-Help Guide for Those Who Believe in Angels, and The Gentle Way 2, the story continues, um, are available at his website at www.thegentlewaybook.com. And uh, Tom, welcome back to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob, and hello to everyone out there. Tom, uh, angels, everybody talks about angels. It seems that no matter who you talk to, no matter what part of the world you're in, what uh, you know, religious uh, theology that these people are in, they all talk about angels or spiritual beings. Are angels becoming more and more popular as we get ready to enter the new age after the uh, 21st of December 2012? Probably a little bit. Um I know 75 to 80 percent of the people that have been polled, I think in a Gallup poll or something, believe in angels. Mm -hmm. Then after you get that, it really becomes scattered because um, people have uh, many different ideas of what angels are. And so there you go. How did you first contact your guardian angel? Oh, well, it was in meditation. And I should back up. I had been actually uh, talking to my guardian angel and requesting benevolent outcomes in my life 
and I've been doing that for years, and it worked perfectly. I, I absolutely knew from the results of, of requesting benevolent outcomes for, for specific events mm. in my life that there was this benevolent being that was assisting me. And that was great because, you know, we all need assistance, and it's like having your best friend uh, at your back, so yeah. to speak. You know, you, I got your back, buddy, and, and your guardian angel has your back. Um, so they will joyfully assist you even in the little mundane things of life, but you've got to ask. And, and so I've been doing that for quite a long time and had actually you know, written some articles on it that have been well-received and all. And, and I started learning to what, do what I call an active meditation where I was able to uh, go into an alpha state, mm-hmm. not, not the, uh, the more deep uh, theta state, but the alpha state, and I was able to ask questions and start receiving answers. Tom, stand by. You and I have to take our first two-minute commercial break. Exonation Tom T. Moore is our special guest, www.thegentlewaybook.com. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing. Old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. We all desire health, happiness, and fulfillment, but often get in our own way. Repeated patterns that leave us out of control can keep us feeling powerless, frustrated, and unable to move forward in spite of our best efforts. Unconscious patterning disconnects us from our gifts, often destroying the very thing we seek. But there is an answer. We can take charge of our destiny and heal the trauma of our history. Shamanism is an effective ancient modality that can reconnect us with our true selves, empower the creation of our dreams, and return us to health and balance. 
Cody Alexander is a certified shamanic practitioner and teacher with 11 years experience. Email healingpathways33 at gmail.com or visit codyalexander.net to schedule a long-distance shamanic session today. I was walking home from school on a cold winter day. Took a shortcut through the woods and I lost my way. It was getting late and I was scared and alone. But then a kind old man took my hand and led me home. Now mama couldn't see him Oh, but he was standing there And I knew in my heart He was the answer to my prayers Oh, I believe there are angels among us Sent down to us from somewhere up above They come to you and me in our darkest hours To show us how to live To teach us how to give To guide us with the light of love Exxon uh, Nation, our guest is Tom T. Moore. We're talking about angels this hour. Tom's website is thegentlewaybook.com. And Tom, how do you describe angels? Well, Theo, my guardian angel, describes himself as, um, and I had to press him on this for him to tell me, uh, but he's a golden light being. And guardian angels, he said that when he applied for the job, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, the job application said go, only golden light beings need apply. And that's because guardian angels uh, have to be extremely powerful very knowledgeable um, beings and souls. They're they're whole souls, but they're uh, they've been around so long that they emanate a, a gold light. And he's able to handle thousands of souls at the same time. You don't just have one guardian angel for you and another guardian angel for someone else. I mean, they they handle thousands of souls all at the same time. And in all your lives which are going on at the same time. How do they how do they delegate which person they should help at which time? For example, if there were two life-threatening occurrences happening at the very same time, how do they handle both these at the same time? Oh, it's no problem. Really? Uh, these are extremely powerful beings. I, I use the analogy uh, for third-dimensional purposes um, that my guardian angel Theo could handle two million requests for a parking spot at the same time and not break a sweat. I mean, that's how powerful they are. They're, they're, they're really amazing beings. Where do angels come from, Tom? Um, hmm. Well, they, <laughs> this may get into a little, a, a couple of things that, that will be surprising to, to some people, 
But most of our guardian angels, mm -hmm. as an example, come from other creators. Theo was created by another creator, and he was attracted uh, by the work that our creator was doing with this universe, which was completely unique in all of the billions of universes out there. Uh, this one was completely different, and so he volunteered for the job. Are angels born? Do they evolve? Or uh, Thea was birthed by another creator. So it's like another creator split off a, a little bit of itself and created this soul that that uh, is my guardian angel. And I call him Theo. Mm -hmm. Theo's not his real name. He said, uh, we don't have vocal cords that can pronounce angelic names. And so he said, you can call me Tom, Dick, or Harry. Uh, Tom, but he said, Tom might be a little difficult in your meditations, uh, and, and he said that with humor. So I thought about it for a while, and I was inspired just to call him Theo. So if someone wants to, you know, use a name to call their own guardian angel, you just say out loud, what should I call you, guardian angel, and let the answer come to you. It may come to you immediately, or it may it may take a few days, but you'll mm. you'll get a name that you can call your guardian angel. You know, having heard you say that Theo was created by another creator makes me want to ask you the question, well, if there is more than one creator, that means there is more than one God. Why is it that in our religious philosophies that the greater majority of the populace of this planet have heard of, there's only one God? Well, because... You have to understand, religions were written by humans, mm -hmm. okay? And and humans, uh, at the time period that all of these religions were being born, so to speak, mm -hmm. um, most of the people were, uh, were illiterate. In fact, the whole population virtually was Ill illiterate, <laughs> if I could say that word. And, uh, uh, and, and so they had to keep it simple. You know the kiss principle. Right. Um, most religions have uh, have uh, esoteric um, uh, things that go on that they don't give to the general public, that are are for supposedly just the elite or or the you know the higher bishops or whatever they happen to be, be called in their church. But it, but if religion is based on honesty and sincerity by keeping certain things away from the parishioners, isn't that isn't that being a little bit hypocritical? Well, I leave that to your to your opinion because um I mean keep in mind the uh when Christianity was formed, if mm -hmm. you really read the the uh history of it, it there were a lot of things that were done in order to get the pagans to cross over to uh, to Christianity, I mean that included, you know, Jesus was not born uh, December 25th. That That's was right. a pagan holiday. Yeah, they they just picked that in order to get a whole bunch of pagans to to switch over. There was a, it and was a massive marketing campaign. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I mean, you know, a Christmas tree that was a pagan yep. uh, tradition. Uh, gifts were a pagan tradition. All the these, log. Uh, are they all these yeah. uh, things that we have at Christmas time uh, originally started out as pagan uh, pagan uh, celebrations? 
I often wonder what would have happened if if the truth came out about what really is behind creation. How it would affect the world? Would Is the world at the point where we would accept it with open arms and say, finally, it all makes sense? Or would we want to live in the darkness that is surrounding modern-day theology? I think a lot of people feel comfortable uh, be, uh, just following mm-hmm. the old ways, the old uh, religions and everything. I, I really think uh, it would be very scary and very fearful um, and, and what's going to happen that's going to change that, um, and it's going to make a lot of people fearful, <laughs> uh, will be, I've been told in meditation that, that, uh, we're going to finally have, uh, uh, extraterrestrials, um, make public contact and it'll be done in Europe in 2015. Okay? And suddenly all these religions that, that, think that the world is only six or seven thousand years old mm-hmm. uh, are going to have to face a lot of facts and they're going to have to face that there are you know billions of other beings on other planets and and so on a- across the universe and that's going to be quite a tumultuous time is there so, a connection tom between extraterrestrials and angels um well they i mean they have their own guides and mm-hmm. all too, just not to the extent that we do. Um, Theo, uh, I've asked Theo about this before, and he said because humans have taken, uh, you know, our our souls have taken on, have volunteered to be veiled during our experiences on Earth. Um, we require a lot more uh, help than, say, another a society in the Pleiades or. Or in the Sirius B star system, they they know who they are. They know where they came from. You know, they live a thousand or fourteen hundred years or whatever it happens to be, and and they don't have the decisions that we have to make on a daily basis. A, a daily basis, they might not have to do in a whole year. So we are the kings of having to uh, make decisions and all. And and the reason our end goal of our souls, uh, I've been told, is that all of our souls are going to meld together thousands of years from now, and we're going to take over running this universe, which has never been done in any of the other billions of universes, and allow our creator to go to a higher level, whatever that may be for him. It sounds as if we on planets and uh, through the star systems are actually cells and the molecular buildup of our creator. Um, I guess that's way of, one way of looking at it. We're, um, I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to think about that. What is our ultimate mission on this planet? Our ultimate mission is to learn to make decisions that will will be able to use when we eventually run the universe. Mm. We have to be able to learn to make this, all the decisions. And our creator uh, believes uh, that by being veiled and relearning all of these things that these other societies, uh, you know, that are a couple of million years old or more uh, have learned, uh, we're going to learn to do things better than they uh, have. 
and and we're already i mean we we work with negative energy and no one in any universe has ever been able to work with the negative energy that we work with and eventually when we go to the stars we're going to introduce minuscule amounts of negative energy uh i mean they don't even play games on other planets because that requires negative energy and and we're going to teach them games and simple things like that that use one half to two percent negative energy stand by you and i have to take our final our, our break with the news final break yeah <laughs> we're going to be taking our news break stand by tom we'll be back on the other side exonation our guest this hour is tom t moore his website is www.thegentlewaybook.com my name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. We'll both be back. Don't go away. A shortcut through the woods, and I lost my way. Uh, it was getting late, and I was scared and alone. But then a kind old man took my hand and led me home. Mama couldn't see him, oh, but he was standing there. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net.
Welcome back, everyone. Tom T. Moore is our special guest, www.thegentlewaybook.com. As his, he, Tom has two books, The Gentle Way, a self-help guide for those who believe in angels, and The Gentle Way 2, the story continues. What do angels look like? What does your angel look like? I have no idea. I just know that he's he's an energy being, mm-hmm. and and they're not they're not in human form. They don't have wings. Uh, they're just uh, you know he's uh, an energy being that emanates gold light. Wow, that's that's as close as I can get. How can your books, Tom, help people in their daily lives? Well, because I reduce the stress, reduce the fear, um, and I say I, the, the, uh, this, this very, very simple uh, spiritual tool that, that um, I was inspired to, mm-hmm. uh, to do. It, it, you request, you say, I request a most benevolent outcome for whatever it is, a parking spot, your drive to work, um, a, a business meeting, uh, an email blast, whatever it happens to be. Uh, the perfect uh, mate, the perfect home, the perfect uh, job, uh, and 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 then you say thank you. A- any of those things you can request a benevolent outcome for, and obviously the big things are going to take a while. And Theo says, you know, humans are very impatient. Sometimes. Yes. But, <laughs> and we are. Uh, that's why I recommend doing the mundane things like the parking spots and the and getting uh, on a uh, you know, a, a seat on a busy subway or a train or whatever, uh, whatever uh, method you use to go to work, mm-hmm. um, so that you can start testing this out and you see that it works and you start getting immediate feedback because the bigger things like the jobs and the mates and all uh, can take months or a year or two. I would imagine as well, Tom, you have to do your share in making these these things happen. Well, I mean, you can't uh, sit. Uh, you can't hibernate in your house and say, mm-hmm. "Well, I'm going to expect you know uh, the the mate of my life to come knocking on my door." Um, you've got to get out there. You have to listen to this whisper in your ear. I mean, your guardian angel and your guides, uh, uh, which we haven't gotten into, but your guardian angel will whisper in your ear all the time. And if you hear something, well, gosh, I, I probably need to go uh, to the grocery store today. And you're walking down the aisle, and lo and behold, you meet someone. Or you know, it's it's mm-hmm. as simple as that. Uh, you've got to to listen after you request these benevolent outcomes. What is the difference, Tom, between an angel and a guide? Um, guides, for the most part, are part of your soul cluster, okay. or they are they have had lives that are in your field of expertise. Allah, as an example, my two main guides are in my soul cluster. And, and, and uh, Theo says we have six to 12 fragments of our soul in our soul cluster having lives on earth. And, and then after that, um, when I used to own an international wholesale tour company, I had two guides that were very experienced in tours. When I got into the international film distribution business, I have a couple of guides that helped me there. And now that I'm writing and, and speaking and all, I have a couple of guides that help me with my writing and so on. So you, you have, you have the, a number of guides that whatever you're involved in, if you're doing a very easy life, you mm-hmm. know, sort of like taking a vacation from a hard one or something, 
um, then then you might only have really a couple or three. According to what you know from Theo and your guides, how many times do we live this existence? Uh, he tells me that most uh, most soul fragments will have 600 to 800 lives on Earth. And when I ask him why such a big range, yeah. he said he said souls have their own um, their own likes and or their own interests. It's like one soul having interest in in art and another soul having an interest in science. And so some of the souls want to get these lives over with very fast. So you'll have your almost drama queens. You'll you'll have friends that it seems like something is happening to them all the time in their mm-hmm. life. And and maybe it's because their soul wants to get these lives over with quickly. And others say, Well I'm going to take my time and so they'll stretch it out to eight hundred or so. So between these 600 to 800 lives, do we, do we take a rest? Do we have a chance to reflect on the, the existence that we just came from? Sure, but keep in mind, there's no time on the other side. So the time that you rest, um, it, it can be like a moment in time to us, mm-hmm. uh, and then you're off for your next adventure. And it may not be on the earth. I mean, my next life, I've been told, will be back um, on the planet that I originally came from in the Sirius B star system, which is a water planet. So that's I'm supposed to go there next. And then after that, my next life on Earth is going to be in around 3,400, and I'm going to be a, a, a female space pilot of one of the 17 Earth starships. Wow. How does that, how does that make you feel knowing what it, what lies ahead for you in your in your lives to come? I guess I've been given a little more peek on it because supposedly I'm one of only uh, ten uh, people in the world that have had over a thousand lives. And when I said, "Gosh, I must be a slow learner," I was told, "No, you like to come back and push people along." And and so I mean, I, I even know the life after that. Uh, after the 3,400, I go back in time to 2,600 and get people prepared to go to, to the stars, and you know, and then I, I have another life after that uh, <laughs> that I already know about. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it, it's um, it's curiosity. One of the nice things that you can do in meditation when you start meditating and, and asking your guardian angel questions is you can ask them things like that. So I did. People who have past life regression done, um, do they tell the real past life, or are they just talking about things that they've learned about in this lifetime, or do they actually get to go back in time and relate the information that they've already lived through? The Akashic Records, as they're called, are available. I mean, I I know one lady, her name is Lois J. Wetzel, Mm -hmm. and she's able, uh, she lives down in Houston, and she's able to put her hands underneath someone's head and immediately give detailed uh, information about one life after another after another. So, I mean, that's one way of doing it. And then uh, doing it under hypnosis is another, and that's the most common way uh, where most people will uh, will uh, visit their past lives by, by going under hypnosis. And you can get so many details that are uh, that you would never know in this life um, things that that 
you know, were mm-hmm. so mundane in those lives, people didn't even write about them or talk. You know, I mean, uh, the uh, the history of of lives uh, it, it, it was deemed so insignificant that nobody wrote about it. How does your first book differ from your second book? Um, the first book goes into detail about requesting benevolent outcomes, and then uh, for other people, you you have to do what are called what I now call benevolent prayers. In my first book, I, I called it living living prayer, and that didn't quite do it. I I, I worked on it. So in the first book, it goes into detail about uh, about all different ways to request benevolent outcomes. In the second book, I started receiving so many um, stories from all over the world from people that were putting this little simple spiritual tool into use mm-hmm. and were having fantastic results that I wound up uh, having a, a book that was twice as big uh, as the first book uh, with story after story of people uh, uh, what they requested some many many of them I never thought <laughs> to request myself you know I mean they were really get into really unique stuff and uh, and then I I arranged uh, the second book in chapters so one chapter would be on cars and one mm-hmm. chapter would be on medical and one chapter would be on work and so on what are some of the unique stories that you heard oh I've had Things where people's lives were uh, were saved. I mean, wow. I had one lady in the Midwest, uh, in the United States, um, uh, tell me that she had recently moved out in the country, and and she was there with her kids, uh, a couple of kids, and and suddenly there was a tornado bearing down on them, and so she grabbed them up, and as she ran for the cellar, she requested the benevolent outcome because it was headed right for them. And the tornado left, lifted off the ground and went over their house. Um, another one, uh, a lady in Seattle, um, uh, she and her husband, uh, um, she and her partner had just um, uh, purchased a new TV, mm-hmm. and their roommate set it up for them. And they had just sat down to watch the TV, and suddenly they heard this loud crash in the door downstairs, and they went to look, and it was two masked guys uh, that were doing a home invasion, and they pistol whipped him and oh, kicked her on the floor, and she was requesting benevolent outcome, and suddenly they ran out the door, and and it turned out that the uh, their roommate uh, had had run next door with a couple of knives in his skivvies, and they wouldn't let him in the door, but they called police, and and uh, she called it the 60-second home invasion. Uh, because the only thing they took was a billfold with only an ID and, and nothing else. My heavens! So it it gets really interesting. These it's, stories are, are just amazing. You know, hearing all these different stories, you know, how can you doubt it? How do you deal with skepticism? Um, it's just their path. You know, it's it's quite understandable. I'm skeptic of a lot of things mm-hmm. that you know. I have to really delve into before, uh, and it's a healthy to be skeptic because there's a lot of con artists and, yes. you know, uh, scam artists and, and, you know, people that are, that are doing things because they want their 15 minutes of fame and, and want you to buy something, yeah. you know, or, uh, you know, two or $3,000 of this or whatever. And it's good to be skeptical. 
Um, so in, in this case, I tell people, don't listen to me. Just start requesting benevolent outcomes yourself and see if it works for you. And, and really in 98 or 99% of the people, it works. And the 1% that come back to me, I've asked about, and it's because uh, one of the benefits of requesting benevolent outcomes is that it keeps you on your soul path. And the soul path, a lot of people have a misunderstanding of that. Uh, uh, your soul path is what you decided that would be the very best life you could possibly have, and you want you want to lead the life. But a lot of times, because we do, we are veiled, and we have free choice. We can go off the reservation, so to speak. We get off the path. And when you start requesting benevolent outcomes, it pops you back into path, and suddenly you have to go through some challenges that you had not gone through because you had gotten off the path. Hmm. And once you get past those uh, sort of uh, of uh, uh, catching up with your challenges, then you start leading a normal life with lots of benevolent outcomes. Is it very hard to start to meditate to the point where you can actually communicate with your angels? Um, I I think it can be difficult. If you already meditate, uh, as long as you understand that you only stay in a lighter state, you don't go into sort of a som- mm-hmm. somnambulistic, I'm sorry, uh, whatever that word is, um, you don't go in, into that deep state, then all you have to do is say, I wish to, re- uh, to talk to my guardian angel. And you'll hear, uh, you'll hear what's a thought packet. And the thought packet is, will come back and say, well, I'm here for you, you know, whatever your name is. And and then you just start asking questions, even though you don't believe. Well, it sounds like I'm thinking. You know, I'm just thinking and saying these thoughts mm-hmm. myself. But you you get into it and you start asking questions and you start receiving answers that you would never have um, known the answers to, or you thought you knew the answer to, but you're wrong. Okay, and that's how you can tell. I now, get, for people, go ahead. I guess that you know, ask and ye shall receive. Yeah, you and. and I- you and I have to take our final break, uh, Tom. Please stand by. Okay. Exonation Tom T. Moore is our special guest. He's the author of The Gentle Way, A Self-Guide for Those Who Believe in Angels, and his second book, The Gentle Way 2. The story continues. His website, www.thegentlewaybook.com. And Tom and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. 
It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Exonation, Tom um, T. Moore is my special guest to this hour. You know what? Uh, it's been a great pleasure talking to you, Tom. Uh, congratulations on your two books, The Gentle Way, A Self-Guide for Those Who Believe in Angels, and The Gentle Way, Too, The Story Continues. Is there, a different between, is there a difference between an angel and a guardian angel? And, and here's a question that I, 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 I love asking people who deal with angels. Are children more sensitive to the presence of an angelic being than adults are? Uh, I'll answer the second question first. Yes, they're much more um, able to to see an angel at at an early age because they they haven't been on Earth so long that mm-hmm. that it's a lot of their senses closed down. Okay, um, and the first question was. Uh, uh, difference in angels and guardian angels. Yes. Um, uh, as an example, the angels that take care of benevolent prayers, um, uh, Theo says there are about a million guardian angels, which are these golden light beings, but then the angels that take care of all the prayers that everyone is saying all over the world, um, there's a million of those wow. angels. And I said, well, are, are they golden light beings too? And he said, no, they're younger angels or they're younger Whole souls. These are we call them angels, but they're actually whole souls, uh, which means they they have great, you know, uh, uh, abilities. Uh, but he said they're eager. Okay, that's the way he described them. So, um, so there is a difference, but there's it's more of a dis- difference in age. Tom, what is the message that you would like people to to have in their hearts after they read your books? Oh, I would just have to say um, you'll find that if you start requesting benevolent outcomes, it will put you on an easier path. You can stay on this hard path that, as Theo calls it, uh, when you come up to a challenge, it's like having to climb over a brick wall 
where if you're requesting benevolent mm-hmm. outcomes, it's like a speed bump. You don't get rid of the challenges. It, you just make them easier in your life. So that's what I would hope that people will do because it will put you on the path that will start raising your vibrational level, which we haven't had a chance to get into, and, and raising your awareness. And, and you really become more spiritual when you start doing this. Tom, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Continued success, and I look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the X-Zone. Great. Thanks for having me, Rob. Take care, sir. Exonation. our guest this hour has been Tom T. Moore. His books are entitled The Gentle Way, A Self-Guide for Those Who Believe in Angels and The Gentle Way 2. The story continues. His website, www.thegentlewaybook.com. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past the hour. As the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell from our studios here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, in a place that we call the Exxon. Don't go away. Mm-hmm.